Superlight, Episode 2. Rock Hatfield, best-selling author, producer, and innovator, reads his new groundbreaking novel, Superlight. The author blends myths and ideas from the ancient astronaut theory and the Hebrew Bible to tell a story that will open the mind to new possibilities and distant worlds, all under the creation of the One. This is Superlight. Do you think we all have one of those beings inside of us? Nancy asks. Brad says, turn on the superlight and you too pass in front of it. Don't faint like I did, Brad chuckles. Walter fires up the gear and the image of the stadium reappears. Brad turns the camera on Walter and the ghost-like being can be seen inside of him. Then Brad swings the big camera around toward Nancy and they see the same ghostly being is inside of her. The view of the stadium is different from this angle. They see a vast lobby and doors leading out of the structure. There are hundreds, if not a thousand beings waiting to go inside. Deep into the heart of the Milky Way galaxy. 80,000 light years from Earth sits the High Council of the Etheria. Supreme leaders of the Old Dominion. The Etherian race dwells in a dimension that is light-based. All material is formed of light, not matter. Only with the superlight device could any of the realm be seen. The Old Dominion has existed for at least 20 billion years. Ethereum science discovered E equals MC squared over 14 billion years ago. They invented a way to change light into matter. 14 billion years later, Einstein invented a way to turn matter into light. The material universe was created when a super-dense ball of compressed light was compacted so tight that it exploded into all the matter that makes up the seen and unseen universe. A universe of matter made up from light of an unseen realm. We know it as the Big Bang. Brad, Brad, are you okay? Brad looks stunned, as if waking from a dream. Yes, yes, good. Off all this stuff about how the universe was made, and the race of beings that made it from light or something like that, it was weird. Nancy, I want you to put me under with something and use the superlight to coax my driver out and try to communicate with him so we can learn more about what we are dealing with, Brad asks. No, but you can put me under and see if my driver will come out and play. We can do you and Walter later if he wants. Okay, fine. Brad agrees. Brad has asked the chief medical director at the company to meet the team in the lab and bring everything he needs to put someone under for an hour or so. Dr. Jason Anderson, chief medical director at Advanced Photonics Corporation. Dr. Anderson has worked at the company for three years and was chief of surgery at St. Mary's Medical Center just outside of D.C. for a number of years prior. Jason struts into the room overlooking the lab, carrying a large black bag in each hand. Brad and Nancy greet him. Brad asks him to take a seat. Jason, I am glad you were able to get down here on such short notice, Brad began. First I want to say that what I am about to tell you is a top-level security secret. 
While Brad is speaking, he is handing Dr. Anderson a clipboard with a non-disclosure agreement attached to it. Jason looks over the document and pulls out a pen from his lab coat and sketches his signature on it and passes it back to Brad. Great, thank you, Brad says. I know you have heard about our R&D project, Superlight. Well, we turned it on for some initial tests this morning and stumbled onto some very intense discoveries. Brad hands him a tablet computer. The video of Brad and the being is playing. Jason just watches in amazement. What is this? Is this for real? Jason asks. Oh, yes. It's real. So what happened to you, Brad? Jason asks. I fainted, Brad explains. When that being stepped from me, I felt all the life leave my body. So, what do you think this is all about? Are those creatures dangerous? Jason quizzes. Nancy jumps in. I spoke to it. Well, telepathically. I could hear it speak clearly. What did it say? Jason asks, hanging on every word. It said, it was Brad's driver, and that humans are waterbots and they drive them through this realm. Wow, guys. This is a lot to digest. I have so many questions, Jason says. Yes, of course, we all do, and that is why you are here. We want you to put us under. Nancy wants to go first, Brad says with a smile. That would be very unethical, Jason says. Oh, I understand that, but this genie is already out of the bottle. Brad adds, Walter left the superlight on during all the commotion. No one was paying any attention to what was happening up on the big screen. Thousands of beings in the arena have risen from their seats and have formed lines to enter small tunnel openings. There are dozens of tunnel openings that circle the arena. They all appear to be leaving the arena. Each tunnel has alien-looking writing above it, a destination of some kind. Jason has laid all his tools and gear out on a table, next to big padded chair where Nancy is seated. He has placed a blood pressure cuff around her left arm and clipped a heart monitor to her index finger. Brad asks Walter if the superlight is ready. Walter gives him a big thumbs up. The big video monitor is black. Walter removes the cover from the sensor on the superlight and an image begins to form. The arena is mostly empty. Only a few chairs remain occupied, and all the lines that had formed in front of the tunnel entrances have gone. Walter points the camera to where Nancy is setting. Jason rises to see the big monitor more closely. My God, he says. Is that what you were describing to me? Jason says in a monotone. That's it, all right, Brad snaps. The being inside Nancy is struggling, acting as if it is trying to get free from some invisible chains. Suddenly it steps forward and moves from Nancy's body. It is studying Nancy, walking around her. Then it turns to Brad and touches his arm. Brad jumps, startled. I can hear her, Brad says. Walter, she says you can connect an amplifier and speaker to the video stream of the superlight, and we will hear her speak. Walter grabs his personal stereo system and speakers, and then he takes a video cable, cutting it and splicing it into the video cable running from the superlight. Immediately a familiar voice can be heard. It sounds strange, very reverberating and echo. I'm Nancy's driver. When the water rod is safe and at rest, I can step out and explore a little. I have been communicating with my driving team at my drop site, and they are in a panic right now. Brad blurts out, what are you and why are you and Nancy, or all of us for that matter? The being answers Brad. I am an Ethereum citizen. We occupy a dimension many levels above this one. You all are Ethereans dwelling in a waterbot. We created this realm 14 billion years ago. I leave for hours when it sleeps. Are you Nancy? Brad asks. Nancy is the blending of software and the driver. I am very much enjoying my stay with this waterbot, it is my, the driver pauses. 273rd travel as a driver. I have had many responsibilities, 
but being a driver has been the most enjoyable. The being turns suddenly and steps back into Nancy's body. Nancy is now coming out from her anesthesia. Oh my God, Nancy says. That was the deepest sleep I feel great. What happened? Walter says, we filmed it, the entire interview. You can watch it, you will be amazed, I am in shock, stunned really, I mean this completely life-altering. I am a spiritual person, read the Bible, all of that, and this is exactly what seers and prophets have been saying for thousands of years. Wow, wow, and fucking wow. Dr. Anderson is hurriedly putting away his gear. Hey, you go, okay, Doc? Brad asks. I think so, Brad. I know I need a drink. You know we can't let this info out, right? Thank you for joining us for this exciting installment of Superlight. Look for the print version of Superlight where you buy books. Superlight is part of the Atlantium Network, a collection of books, videos, and podcasts. You can find all things Atlantium on Amazon, Lulu, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, power and glory to the one.